what would you look like in the matrix Ooh, good question what's your what what would you mm-hmm. you know in the real world you look like a piece of crap sure yeah everyone does everyone wears a knitted sweater yeah that doesn't fit you right yeah and then there's one under that that fits you a little better <laughs> yeah <laughs> the fashion of the matrix or of the real world in the matrix movie is odd and you Continue. all and you all have short hair yeah but in the matrix mm-hmm. what's your idealized self it's an interesting question because and you got to think of what it was cool in 1999 because well, i was gonna say because everyone's in that yeah mode. they don't actually all change that much right no, but they got they cool just wear different outfits. clothes yeah i mean like the trick is what do you want to be wearing okay or you know some of them yeah they don't really change like a lot of facial structure yeah. stuff but you know neo's got his hair back that's true he does have his hair back you know and hmm. and and trinity has her hair slicked back yeah so there's clearly things that you can bit. do and it's not always the exact same mm-hmm. but like what's your aesthetic <laughs> that's just making me picture like <laughs> if in the movie uh-huh they like go into the matrix and like everybody's like almost matching you know yeah yeah and then one person is just wearing like a head-to-toe Michael Jordan NBA like <laughs> jersey and shorts and the sneakers and like <laughs> like completely different vibe entirely. They're like a hype beast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's really funny. Well, what I was going for was more of like the guy who shows up to play like basketball in the park and is like way too serious about it and has all the gear. Yeah, but hype beast would be really good too. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that. I, now. Someone needs a photo. Take a picture of that scene of them all like when they go into the matrix, the one where where they're all together, and just take out somebody and just put in some hype beast. I okay, yeah, I like that. The other one, I think that would be. <laughs> Now I'm going on a different route of what uh-huh. would be really funny for someone to show up randomly as. Coat and tails uh, would be that's pretty funny. Like kind white of, collar. Although Mouse does have like a tie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and Morpheus does too. That's like, true. They got suits. That's not that far off. No. But um, what I think would be really funny is, you know, those guys who are like way too into to the like rave, goth rave culture. <laughs> the guys with the gas masks. The gas masks and yeah. like the weird dreadlock type of things. Yeah. Yep. And they're like neon and clearly and they fake. have And they're, they're like showing their midriffs yep. it's like a rubber half shirt <laughs> yeah i want one guy to show up like that and then everyone's just looking at him and he's like what <laughs> what's the big deal this is my idealized <laughs> self like, somebody goes in and they're they're wearing some so they look like an eastern orthodox priest oh there you go like in the full regalia and everything i mean you say and that like, but that's basically Neo in Matrix Reloaded. He almost he he looks like he's got a priest frock on. Oh yeah, that's true. Sorry to spoil your fun, yeah. but that is very funny. I do I like know. that. I guess I needed to go we- like or a completely different. That's the thing. These people clearly all had in like an archetype that they were really into. It wasn't like they were trying to blend in. No, to the 90s, no, 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 no. Where like somebody shows up and they're wearing like a full cowboy outfit, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Woody from Toy Story Spats and Spurs. <laughs> It's like, what? I think this is cool. You guys have your thing that you like. I think being a cowboy is cool. Oh, nope. I actually think I figured out the best yes. one. The best one, since this is all in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best the best one to have would be for somebody to show up in a zoot suit. <laughs> like, they have like a, they're in a ska band. Jerry Papa Daddy's, right? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) There's a a lot of good ways that you can go with it. Uh, Yeah. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about a kind of zoot suit. Thank you so much. So much. So much. So much. So much. So you and I went and saw The Matrix... In the, the theater. 20-year anniversary. The loudest of, theater I've ever been in. Yes, we easily. went to it in the Dolby Theater, which is the best way to see it. Yeah. It was actually really awesome to see it huge. Oh, yeah. You could truly... I mean, it was on digital, but you could see the grain in the film even. Yeah, it was It was very good. It was espe- even bigger than usual and so, so loud. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> the lobby scene shootout was... 
yeah deafening yeah there have been a few times where we've seen like older movies in the theater around here it almost makes it more obvious what doesn't hold up yeah seeing it so big but this is not that at all absolutely this movie it's i can't believe it's real Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just so good it's everything i want in a movie it's it truly is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be very reverential toward this when we talk about it. <laughs> we'll and try. I'm going to be mad at any criticism yeah. that would even possibly come by. We'll try not to veer too hard into, like, no other movie does this. But, but, <laughs> but truly, you know, this was the first one to do it's so extremely many unique. things. Yeah. It's so interesting. I'll, we'll get, in, get into this a lot more, but I did notice this time, I could not believe how perfectly it fits in with like a regular three-act structure Mm -hmm. it's so traditional in that way sure it and so there are these elements that are so wild that you never never would have thought of but it's just done so well they they set up everything so perfectly yeah they execute everything they they basically any any question you have by the end of it is answered well and the thing that jumped out to me was while watching it this time around was boy there's like so much explaining that they have to do yes like they're giving you more details about what's going on yeah just like in like a monologue they form give you so like much. halfway through the movie they're still doing it yep and it's i was just remember, i was thinking they're thinking this should be bad oh absolutely. you know this is not too much information to dump on people in conversation but it's great but it's so good because they made all the dialogue so compelling mm-hmm. and it's just do you remember yeah. the first time you watched the, the matrix i saw chunks of it like for a long time okay i don't remember at all the first time i watched like the whole thing so i do remember watching this for the first time and i was i think i was basically i was 14 mm-hmm. dad had rented it nice it actually might have i mean it might have been 99 for all i know mm-hmm. but this came out in march and so it could have been in the fall or winter but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dad had started watching it after i had gone to bed and i couldn't sleep so mm-hmm. i got up and i started watching basically right at the beginning of it mm-hmm. when he was watching it and i was sitting far enough back they didn't know i was there right away <laughs> and eventually he turned around and saw me and he was like all right i'll just come watch the movie. <laughs> so i watched the rest of the first already a movie i remember ever watching uh-huh. and i remember thinking it was cool and then the scene where neo wakes up i was just shocked yeah i could not i feel like a switch in my brain flipped at that point <laughs> yeah. because i didn't realize that it, it took me a minute to realize what i was seeing or mm-hmm. like what was going on by the end of that scene mm-hmm and once he had kind of explained stuff a little bit, I was like, "This, I this is the coolest thing ever." Mm-hmm. And I still basically think that. So, yeah. is that a reason that this is the coolest movie ever? Because I saw it when I was thirteen, <laughs> possibly. But I do think it holds up, and it definitely fits with the thing we've discussed that you really love, which is the world building. Yeah, it's like a whole world building thing. I will get to this at the end, but there is a wiki. Yep. For so every possible thing in this movie yeah. and all of the associated movies and video games. Yep. And I've read through all of it. <laughs> yeah. I have theories. Which is great. Yeah. But uh, we can talk about the movie itself and how... Per- yeah. And so it came out in 1999. Yep. And it's set in 1999, sort of. Yes. So... If you haven't watched this movie, get to go see it first because we're yeah. going to really if, get if into if it. We're not going to lay out the whole plot because if you haven't seen The Matrix, just go watch The Matrix. You got to see it. <laughs> yeah. So, but And it, honestly, even if you want us to explain the plot of the movie, as we said, there's so much, there's so much info. to get into. It would be the whole episode. We're going to hit the so highlights. We're not going to do it. But it, it is set in 1999. The computer world is set in, in 99. Yeah. Everyone is... Uh, it starts off with... A very good action scene that is very confusing mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know what's going on yet. Where Carrie yeah. Ann Moss is trying to escape for some reason. Mm-hmm. She is. Um, we do find out that the reason that she's doing it is because she's been communicating with Neo. Mm-hmm. She's been typing on the computer screen or whatever. and uh, Or oh. no, she's been communicating with someone. Okay, yeah. I think it's is maybe it presumed that she, to be Neo? I never picked that up. I guess I don't know. But okay. she's communicating, you sure. know, and it's showed on a computer screen. And then they that call gets traced. Mm-hmm. And... She's escaping from these agents, and it's so opening scene so great. Mm-hmm. I realized this time because one, you see these cool things that she does that don't shouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. You know, like the 
the jumping over this huge rooftop span and like doing multiple kicks while in the air yeah and just weird impossible stuff and you see the agents who can also do that mm-hmm and so you, you know that something's up immediately. And there's all the other cops who are normal. Yeah, who are, who are normal. Like, whoa. Yeah, who don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And then a couple things they don't show you, which I think is perfect. They don't show the agents like switching to a different body mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. They keep that hidden, which is great. Yeah. And, Too much to explain. Yep. And they don't show you where Trinity goes. Mm-hmm. Which is also awesome. Yeah. Or even like what, you know, and so... Where she's going. A great mystery for all this. And even, you know, there are the three agents. And two of them are the ones that are basically chasing her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Smith actually, you see him go a different direction. Mm-hmm. And he's the one in the truck at the end. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, and I was like actually following and trying to figure out where they all were. Because I wanted yeah. to see if that's if that was something that they were hiding intentionally. Mm-hmm. And then they were. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. Yeah. So, just nice. right off the bat. Yeah. They have that. And then you get introduced to Neo, who Keanu Reeves is perfect for as well. Yeah. It's true. How could that have been anyone else? The human neutral mass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is also amazing because they considered Will Smith for this originally. Uh Uh-huh. They also considered some woman for it that I thought would have been also really interesting. Do you remember who? Uh, Not off the top of my head, but she was considered for Trinity and Neo. Oh. Could have been either. That'd be cool. Which would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But thank goodness they have Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Because we got this out of it, and we also got all the John Wick movies out of yeah. it, too. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man, he's good. So, he's this hacker. Mm. And that's another thing I love. They they really just pound on the 90s stuff where it's like, hacking is cool. <laughs> yeah. They go to a, And they go to a rave. He gets a message to follow the White Rabbit, which is a tattoo on this girl's shoulder. Yeah. Which is also great because they do such a good job of immediately, you feel like you're in this weird dream state. Yeah, because the reality. The logic. There's so many logic jumps between scenes, uh-huh. which is and it's very disorienting. Yeah. So, like he wakes up, he sees these people. You know, he gets that message, and then it's mm-hmm. gone. Even him waking up, it's very confusing. Like, what time of day is it? Yep, because like, he's in this dark apartment. Yeah, it's very tough and, to figure out what's going on. And he and there's so much illusion. Obviously, the guy being like, "You're my very own personal Jesus Christ." Yeah. And it's a little <laughs> over the top, but it, I think it's great now. But uh, he follows her to this club, and then Trinity meets up with him, and you know, basically hints at what that you're interested with about the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these different little confusing things. He gets a package with a phone that tells him to avoid these agents. I think they do a really good job through all of that of giving you enough information even about like neo right and yep. like him as a hacker like what he does how yep. he got into all of this mm-hmm. they give you just the right of information yes and i then, think they realize just how much we're gonna dump on these people yeah <laughs> and it's totally. like they give you just enough to get you interested and just enough to get you be like he's a hacker got it yeah and he and they they mentioned morpheus they like mm-hmm. hint at who he is mm-hmm. and then uh the office scene happens which feels very much like early another crazy thing about this is it's one of like the trilogy of 90s movies I think that really have the drudgery of like capitalism that no one really knew how to explain. Sure. Then they all take place they have an office stuff like this which is just like so spot on beige. Yeah. It's this one and Fight Club and Office mm-hmm, Space mm-hmm. which are all perfectly like Everyone's telling us this is as good of it as it gets, yep. but we're still not having a good time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it kind of it invokes the idea or evokes the idea, I should say, that this is all fake. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That there's something that there's some conspiracy that's bigger than us that is. Yeah. That's being hidden from us. Yeah. That's stopping us from reaching any sort of potential mm-hmm. that we would have, mm-hmm. which, oh man, is so perfect for this movie. Mm-hmm. And so they, so, you know, he tries to escape and doesn't. And then we get the scene, uh, the first scene where we hear uh, Agent Smith talk yeah awesome you could not get a per- more perfect casting mm-hmm. than him because he's a guy with i think an australian accent really huh. yeah he's australian i think yeah and he is talking and i think that's why he got cast is because they shot in australia oh and so he he's so perfect because he's almost doing a bad american accent on purpose yeah it's very enunciated and very crisp and weird yeah but very it's it's like it's like someone making fun of an american accent almost. yeah yeah but it's perfect for him because he's so unsettling mm-hmm. and he lays out all of the more exposition about who neo is yep 
by day, you're Thomas A. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like work at a software yeah. company, and by you know, and by night. You're Neo, a hacker. <laughs> and I also like how he kind of lays it out just by that, like, one of these identities... A, one of these has a future. Yeah. The other does not. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh. He's so... Uh, Agent Smith is one of my favorite part of this whole trilogy, yeah. even. I think the... One of the... Even mentioning that... Even that line... Yeah. I think it's funny how... Even like you said, the Jesus Christ thing... Yeah. A lot of illusions. A lot of it is kind of on the nose, mm-hmm. but everybody talks in such an interesting way anyway that I don't think a lot of times people got too caught up about it. Oh, no. Like, I don't think not. anyone watching this movie the first time would have thought that was a weird line. Oh, for you know? sure. Or would have, like, thought about it later on and it would have been like, oh, that was hacky or yep. something, you yep. know? totally. It all fits in even though it is so on the nose. Yes, totally. And then so... He gets, you know, the tr- the tracker put in, and and but that's another good one where it's like a dream where he wakes up from that. It's like a nightmare, and then it seems like he just wakes up from it. Yeah. But then we find out it's real. It did happen, yeah. And so, long story short, you know, he they he meets up with Morpheus. Morpheus, they have the scene with the red pill, blue pill. Can it, also uh, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne could not have done better. Tremendously good. Like the tone that Morpheus is constantly having to go for is so weird <laughs> well he's he's morpheus the master of dreams you know what i mean like that's the actual greek thing oh, so it's like okay. he has to yeah it's it's weird because he's somehow whimsical and also somehow smug yeah he's like very he's he is a guy that knows more information than you that's truly yeah. it and yeah. and he's always like wanting he's always making a joke that you don't quite get uh-huh and, uh-huh. and boy he nails it. it and i know the white rabbit thing is like a reference to alice in wonderland right yep, yep. And it kind of reminds me of he reminds me of something out of an Alice in Wonderland type oh, situation. Oh, for sure, like, like somebody a like Chester Cat referencing kinda. all of the stuff that you don't know about. Yeah, yep. Or like a Mad Hatter type of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, totally. That's that's interesting because yeah, he is so great, and he does the red pill, blue pill, which the red pill has gotten co opted <laughs> by everybody. Yeah, yeah. Mainly guys who don't get laid. Yeah, but uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, the movie ending with Neo talking about a future with no borders, and then they play uh, Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there as being possibly relevant to the political views yes. of the movie. <laughs> and, and, and additionally, uh, both a, a movie about having different self that's, you know, in, in the physical world and a self that is an idealized self, both mm-hmm. coming out as trans, mm-hmm. maybe also slightly relevant the to their politics. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Red, red pill guys. Red pill guys. Blown out. Knock it off. <laughs> and then we get the amazing sequence where he wakes up. Yeah. And that's once again the when I was a teen, the part I was just shocked by. I could not believe it. Like, and that's essentially the the end of Act One is Neo waking up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like taking the taking the red pill, and and that like closes out. Like that's the beginning. Like all right, Act One over. He is now woken up mm-hmm. into the real world. He sees that we're all in these pods. Yep. And we get a big old montage of him learning about what the Matrix is. Man, can you imagine? I mean, obviously, I guess everybody saw it at some point. Yeah. Like, the, for the first time. But can you imagine, like, just kind of walking into the Matrix in a theater not knowing what you're getting into? Oh, no, I cannot. That would be great. I actually, there, were, there was a family near us. And they seem like they had their grandparents with them. And I cannot imagine what their grandparents thought of this. <laughs> you never know. I mean, our, dad, our dad loves The Matrix and he's 60. So. True. So true. <laughs> That's you, never, you do never know. <laughs> yeah. So we get this big montage of him learning about The Matrix. Apparently, the the scene, the moment where he throws up mm-hmm. was was uh, actually Keanu Reeves throwing up. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That wasn't scripted, apparently. Huh. And they just in he just kept they just kept filming it and it like he was just it. throwing up for other reasons he was sick like, oh <laughs> he yeah. was like legit sick yeah huh so that worked out pretty well that he happened to yeah. be sick while they were filming him looking like he was gonna die you know like yeah that's I think his reaction was just gonna be like a get away from me thing and not like yeah. the actual like throwing up thing huh which is also great because then you get the the line he's gonna pop <laughs> <laughs> yeah um speaking of which can we side note talk about him cypher cypher yeah played by joe 
Pantoliano. Yeah, that sounds right. And holy cow, that <laughs> you cannot like come up with a more skeezy guy. Yeah. Just that okay, when you see that mustache and like weird chin beard yeah. thing combo, <laughs> how can you not think that guy's gonna be a he, he looks like a like a uh, mean magician. He looks like a he looks like a like a duke that's gonna <laughs> yeah. that's gonna like screw you over. Yeah. I wonder like if that how that was seen differently in the late 90s like we're because there were more way more goatees then right that's true and that was like he was probably i mean obviously it was kind of in i mean not really but like the the whole chin the tiny little under chin thing the van dyke i think he ruined it that's my that's just my uh totally no information (laughs) uh assumption he's like the hitler of yeah (laughs) do you have a van dyke technically hitler no, the <laughs> cipher. Oh, no. The uh, mustache. The, yeah, I think, is that what that I is? I think that's what it's called. The mustache. Little I think the thing mustache combo. and the little like under chin. Either way, thing. Yeah, you don't he see definitely a lot of ruins it. <laughs> and, he, and he's like bald too, so like yeah. it's like a weird blend of facial hair and not. yeah, yeah, really. It's just, really unsettling. Uh, trash and and the mustache guys. is too long. Yep, it is. And he's just a seedy dude. Yeah, I think he plays seedy. Pretty yeah, well and he is really great in this for a lot of reasons. One, it seems like he'd be the guy to just be like, I got lost from everybody. Let Get me out of here. Yeah, he, he's Works. the weaselly kind of pathetic villain. Yes, he is, which is great, which is my favorite type of villain. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are like out of weakness and not strength. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in his whole scene where he's like back in the Matrix talking to Agent Smith and he's like, yeah, I know the stake isn't real. <laughs> and, <laughs> but and I don't you, care. Yeah, it's so good. And also that scene where he's talking to Neo, man, so much foreshadowing. Like everybody knows more than him all yeah. the time. Yeah. Which is great. When he's talking to him, he's like, So uh mate Morpheus must see something in you, huh? Like, I don't know, maybe. And he's clearly hiding that he was gonna set up to go mm-hmm. back into the Matrix to talk with oh, Agent yeah. Smith. Because he and he realizes that Neo can't doesn't understand what any of these screens are. Yeah. But yeah, it's wild. There's so much stuff. And mm-hmm. how did he put himself in and out of the Matrix? Don't know. Okay, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> that's one of those movie magic things where it's like we don't. Yeah, we ah, I never thought about it the first five times I saw I the movie. So still don't know, and I don't know if we can answer it. <laughs> Who cares? It's a good question. It yeah. is truly probably the only thing where it's maybe like, they cut maybe. something. Yeah, maybe. Oh man, it's so good because because that gets into an unused part of the script. Apparently, was that we were going to find out that Morpheus had been doing this for a lot longer than we'd ex- we'd thought. Okay. This wasn't the first, the one that he had found, uh-huh. or a guy who could potentially be the one. Sure. And that's why he says like every other person who stand, stood up against an agent has died. Yeah. Like the whole thing is that in in an earlier script, was that you know he we thought we had other people and they all got killed by agents. Sure. And so and so you know Cipher has seen this a bunch of times and he's like thinks yeah. it's all crap and that's why he thinks the prophecy is crap. Do you think they took it out just because it? kind of reflected poorly on morpheus maybe or just too many twists i think just too many twists yeah Yeah, i think they had to make it more efficient yeah which is also interesting because then you get into trinity's prophecy of like she's gonna love the person who ends up being the one Mm -hmm. somebody had a really great theory about what cypher's prophecy was Mm -hmm. and i don't remember what what exactly it was also connected to the one yeah connected to the one also in like a really interesting way mm-hmm. but it, like a way that would like make him really skeptical and i kind of like that sure i wish i could remember what it was i'll look it up and try and find it later sure. but that's the the idea that all of, there are all these prophecies out there mm-hmm. and told to you by a computer program actually that makes me think of i mean i assuming they were going for some kind of judas thing yeah i suppose of like yeah probably you know yeah definitely i would think that sounds right because that was like a, that was already like told about him that he was yeah, gonna do it, and, and that's what's so did it. cool about this is that while it's so obviously sci-fi, mm-hmm. it's still it's also so philosophical. Yeah, like it's just soaked in it. There's so much of thinking about like, all right, what you're experiencing in your mind versus what's real. Yeah, you know, there how is, do you know what's real? There is no spoon. That's not air. You're sure. is that air you're breathing? That type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and even the how. Um, and how, how just, other people see you versus how you see yourself. Yeah, kind of absolutely. Stuff. And the and just even the you know having just having prophecy at all, sure, being a plot point is so huge. You know what I mean? Because there well, are and like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, kind of? exactly. Yes, and so and that's actually kind of the end of Act Two. Mm-hmm. Is Neo gets his prophecy, mm-hmm. and and 
Morpheus gets caught. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's when the big betrayal happens. Yeah. And everyone, you know, everyone else dies in very sad ways. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we can. I want to talk very quickly about uh, Switch, which yeah. is the woman with the blonde, very blonde, blonde hair, blonde hair yeah. who is apparently supposed to be like a trans character, like show up as a man in the Matrix. Oh, interesting. And, and be a woman in, you know, outside of the Matrix. Yeah. And the Wachowskis obviously wanted to do that. Yeah. And it kind of got shot down. Sure. But, but they kind of went for it symbolically, like naming, I don't know if the name is related or, oh, having, or having her wear all white, right? Yeah. She's the one so. that wears all white when they go in the Matrix. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's, maybe that's just as aesthetic thing since she had bleached blonde hair yeah could they be. probably picked her having that hair color too so yeah, it's yeah like she just sure. showed up with yep. blonde hair and they're like well it's in the movie but a super fascinating <laughs> yeah. thing for you know they obviously had that on you know they have yeah. been thinking about it and probably known that about themselves sure. and just hadn't so i think that's just an interesting little side note that is very interesting uh, yeah. one other thing on act two before we move on to act th- to act three mm-hmm. is the scene it just talks about how awesome the production value is in this movie mm-hmm. Uh, the one they used all used a lot of stuff from Dark City. Yeah, like the rooftop scene in the beginning is from the same rooftop that they're running across in Dark City. Yep, and they filmed a lot of it in Australia, which is why it kind of looks like Sydney and also kind of looks like Chicago because uh, they're from okay. Chicago. Yeah, they actually use the streets Lake and Wells, mm-hmm. which are in Chicago. Names. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a giant mega city that is too nebulous to really. You know, the whole idea is that you're dream- kind of half dreaming and you never really think ab- yeah, about you, what... you probably never come to the end of the city. Exactly, yeah. yes. They're always talking about Heathrow and other places, like mm-hmm. they're real places in the world, but which I think is just fascinating. They probably don't actually go there? Never, yeah. I, think, I don't think they ever leave, like, there. Yeah. So, I just think that stuff like that's super cool. Mm-hmm. But um, the other th- part of the production value that I want to talk about is the scene where they're doing agent training. Mm-hmm. And so he's looking at the woman in the red dress. Yeah. And there's all these people going back, you know, like walking around and stuff. And there are a lot of people that look similar mm-hmm. or exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And what and the Wachowskis hired a bunch of twins to be in that scene. Awesome. And so there are people who look exactly. He goes by the same people twice, mm-hmm. like going different directions and stuff because there are twins in those scenes like yeah. they're all and they're all dressed exactly the same to kind of give it an unreality feel yes and also to kind of and since the kid uh mouse yep was the one who created it to kind of be like oh yeah he's kind of lazy like, just <laughs> yeah copied and pasted all these guys and just so he could spend more time working on the woman in the red dress <laughs> yeah so i thought that was pretty uh, that's that's just a great detail yeah can we talk about the city more yeah let's so i was thinking about before that we move on to yeah um i was thinking a lot about kind of the setting of the computer program of the matrix yeah for sure it's kind of confusing to talk about because the movie is yeah you can has, say the setting of yeah. the matrix um we'll just say the real world when the we talk yeah about the in this computer program i thought it was interesting how one that they set it in yeah like this unidentifiable american city yeah um it's like and, the city version of an office almost yeah yeah like very kind of characterless mm-hmm. in that way but also just that, like, the kind of the first worldness of it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You did want, had mentioned that yeah. to me a little bit. Like, so if you're like this computer program yeah. or this AI or whatever, and you're going to make yep. this computer program to put people in, mm-hmm. right? You kind of need it to be that kind of place because, like, the whole goal, obviously, is for them to be complacent and yes. whatever. But I thought it was also interesting as... So, like, it, it has a, maybe, like, its in-world reason of why they would pick that. Yep. But I think also from, like, an audience standpoint, to relate to somebody who is living in, like, a, you know, successful, well-off, quote-unquote, American city. Mm-hmm. like And is still so, dissatisfied. Well, and imagine, like, so when Morpheus is captured by the agents. I do want to talk. I was going to lead into yeah. it, but I'll and, let you go And ahead. Agent Smith is talking about humanity being a disease. Yes. And a virus. A virus. And I think that hits so much better with it being somebody who lives in a place where their, you know, humanity has completely dominated this environment. Yeah, totally. And, like, not only for Morpheus, obviously. Of course. But of also course. just for the audience. Yeah. Just that, like, like, imagine if, like, the computer program was set in, oh, I don't know, like, Syria. Oh, sure. <laughs> or, yeah. like, or, like on a reservation yeah or like telling somebody like that that they 
that yeah like uh you guys are like a virus on the earth yep it would it wouldn't really mean the same thing because it's like uh, you know like they're just eking out an existence sure yeah like or you know and not even that's that's really generalizing sure but but in, a, just, in a way versus like a new york city where it's someone like, in a in a in a culture which is not as powerful you know right like, that isn't like dominating everything exactly i think setting it in america specific like it's a super american movie in that way like yeah. even imagine like watching that in the 90s mm-hmm. in like an eastern european country right yeah for sure like you know it wouldn't probably feel like the height of civilization like that part probably wouldn't hit the same oh sure sure yeah uh i don't know it's just although although, although i think that america would also be idealized to a point there where they would think that maybe yeah so yeah you're right that it has to be america and that actually leads me into the other thing that that agent smith mentions in that scene once morpheus is captured mm-hmm. that's this is jumping into act three the whole all of act three is will will neo save morpheus because if he's if he tries to save Morpheus, he will die, or one of them will die. Mm-hmm. So, Agent Smith actually talks about like the history of the of the Matrix and where and why they settled on this one. And it's mm-hmm. in his whole the whole thing is we tried one that was essentially a paradise, yeah, and everyone's brains rejected it, yeah. And so then we tried one that was you know had another version that was had a lot more. That was sort of a survival of the fittest a little bit, mm-hmm. and that also went poorly. So then we kind of settled with this, yeah, sort of like, you know, height of where you know thing there was peace and people were happy, mm-hmm. and and I think that is like also very reflective of America in the nineteen nineties. Yeah. You know, what I mean, where like the budget was great, yeah, and the you know we weren't in any wars, yeah. And well, and I think the, even like the mindset actually that is interesting. That makes me think of what I was trying to get at that i couldn't quite explain very well yeah it was just that kind of almost like the colonialist mindset versus like a colonizer mindset yes where it's like america especially at that time like i don't think people were feeling bad about america's dominating everything sure you know but like america wasn't for sure yeah but like if they had set the movie on a place that was like very clearly being dominated watching yeah. that i mean not i'm sure people all over the world like the movie but just for how it, the setting is it would have been like imagine like if he had come from like some place that was really a lot tougher and being like hey man i don't like it either oh <laughs> like, yeah yeah you're telling me agent smith like <laughs> yeah this isn't great <laughs> like totally. i also want to change this yes you know? absolutely uh, you kind of need it to be people who feel like they're on top and don't feel really guilty about it yeah and that also i think shows i mean ultimately you know the matrix is sort of like the stand-in for any sort of thing so like for for us in the 90s and now i think Mm -hmm. it is capitalism right now is kind of the thing that is really oppressive because that that there's a sort of like system that has all the it's just too big for one person to comprehend sure we can't do anything specifically to change it yeah, and I think it's it's vague enough yes. that people can use it as a stand-in for whatever hierarchy of they want to think yep. of. Yep, and like that's why the red pill people took it so yeah with, with feminism and stuff like that. Yeah, because they that's how they think of it. Um, that's how their brains are fired. I guess. <laughs> sure. I uh, well, and like I just think I don't know. I think again, it kind of lends itself to the setting of yeah, like this city, which yeah, this this giant infinite city. Yeah. I don't know. With the, no that's true kinda, landmarks. That's kind of where the, like, you know, there are different hierarchies that it could represent, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously the two of us feel that the current right. hierarchy is driven by money. Abs- well, and I think, <laughs> and I think that was especially the tone, of the, especially in the '90s too, where people didn't realize that. Yeah. Everyone was telling them that things were good, but that was still a thing that was hurting people yeah. in a way, a very visible way. And again, you know. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> they didn't just like how it sounded. <laughs> yes. So, and one other thing I want to, from Act 2 into Act 3, mm-hmm. uh, they really do set up the rules that the Matrix, you know, it's such a big simulation going on, mm-hmm. using all these people's brains, which, by the way, uh, they he kind of explains the, like, deep, the, the copper top battery thing. Yeah. But the original thing was supposed to be that they were supposed to be, like, RAM. Like, like processors like pro- memory and processing and stuff they're using people's brains mm-hmm. as like wetware mm-hmm. which i think it makes more sense and that's basically my canon at this point yeah and yeah also the idea that morpheus doesn't know enough <laughs> oh yeah you know i never I mean? thought about that yeah like 
Like, or it's maybe 200 more, years out. That's actually funny because, yeah, so, like, the studio told them to change it, right? Yeah. To make it less complicated. Yep. Which is funny because, actually, now that you say that, Morpheus, if he did go through this, like, a lot of times, yep. he could have gotten to the point of just, like, because obviously Neo's a smart guy. You know what a battery is, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or well, more, uh, Neo would know what a processor was. Yeah. But maybe Morpheus explained this to so many people and just, like, you know what? I'm just going to say it's a battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, people aren't really getting it. With I the like, processor thing. I like that idea. That's pretty good. So <laughs> he market tested the idea and it didn't go well. Yeah, totally. Because I guess that's the other thing. So they say that Neo is older than what they usually do. Mm-hmm. So yep. if it's usually children, because you people's brains aren't plastic enough. Yeah. To... So if it's usually children, then maybe the battery thing makes more sense to them. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> we're just writing away problems no in the i think movie. it's good and the, and the, the, but the trick is that the movie allows for that yeah that's a, true in a and, very and, it, and it has a big enough world building component that it allows yep. for yeah creativity. so much so but uh, yeah but i wanted, wanted to say is that the matrix has since there's so much stuff going on it can do things like generate agents mm-hmm. and do you know and occasionally set up stuff where like they instead of windows the building that they're trapped in has all brick walls mm-hmm, but yeah. that takes like a big a lot, a lot of processing power to like physically change the rules of the world yep and that everyone including the agents has to within reason follow these physical rules mm-hmm. which makes it so interesting you know that's why neo is the one yeah because he has the potential to understand to truly break out of his own mind and understand that these rules are do not exist mm-hmm that he can affect those rules by just like Wanting like truly to. believing that it that it is a different way. Yeah. And that's it sounds super corny, but mm-hmm. it plays out super cool. Yeah. So anyway, the the final act is uh where they have to go save Morpheus since he has the the keys to Zion, which they yeah. do mention is like the last bastion of humanity, which is kind of cool that it exists. Yeah. And we won't get into the sequels or anything, but No. Um, I they're cool. They're kind of set. It's kind of set up as this, you know, and it's so mysterious. It's so mm-hmm. cool. I love it. Um, yeah, they speak about it in hushed tones. Yeah, like it's like, well, you'll get to see it eventually. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to. The machines would be able to break into the to Zion if they broke Morpheus's brain. So they're basically hacking his brain. Yeah. In real time while they're plugged in. So Neo and Trinity go back in, and they bring in a stupid amount of guns <laughs> and a bomb yep and they have the lobby scene which do you feel like the lobby scene takes on a different context today yes i was thinking that too <laughs> it's tough for me to like you know like that's the one thing i think that doesn't hold up in the same way as the rest yeah. of it is that like all right it's not quite as cool now to have two people in leather jackets go and kill a bunch of policemen yeah, to walk into a building with and like security like, guards like and stuff. floor length trench coats and yeah, just start blowing people away. It just away. has a different thing to it. Just it just has such a dark tone now. But it is still really cool. It is. They you shot gotta, it really well. The music's to, really cool. You got to take yourself out of it a little you bit. You do. Cause, and I, you know, I didn't even think twice about it when I was watching it. I was just thinking of like all the cool stunts they do. Sure. And all the like, like, and it's a little corny, but like doing a cartwheel to pick up a gun and then sh- <laughs> yeah. or a shotgun and shooting three guys. With yeah. It. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, they break into the building, uh-huh. and they have the scene. The bomb goes off, and they and they go up the elevator and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the sprinklers go on, and and Agent Smith has been monologuing the whole time. Yeah, he's just ranting at Morpheus. And he doesn't have his sunglasses on or his earpiece in. Mm-hmm. And uh, this awesome scene where suddenly the sprinklers all go on. They... they the other two agents come in. And it's like, what are you doing? Why are you on? Why didn't you have your earpiece in? Mm-hmm. And he looks up, and you know, Agent Smith is actually kind of shocked. And then the sprinklers come on, and he just gives the find them and destroy them. <laughs> yeah, and he so, goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah. He's, Can we talk about that scene of Agent Smith talking to Morpheus? Oh yeah, it's that, my favorite. Scene I think in that is my favorite movie. scene in the movie now. Same. I probably wouldn't have thought of it that way before, but it's just even humanity is yeah a virus. It's just. Agent Smith just like it's, it's kind of breaking through his veneer when yeah, he gets him by himself. It's it's a computer program going becoming human basically. Yeah. And becoming unhinged. And it's truly this guy just gritting his teeth. Yeah. He's at the end of his rope. He's, the whole thing about how like I can smell you. 
ah, is so within the like reality of their world. Yeah. Is it a thing where like they were trying to make the agents better and better and they accidentally like made him like too sympathetic to humans or something? No. Or like gave him like like they shouldn't have given him a sense of smell or something and they did or what? Do you want me to get into the sequels or not? Oh yeah, it's probably in the sequels, isn't it? It is. I won't uh, say anymore other than like <laughs> yeah. you're just I think we're just supposed to have a villain that is kind of like slightly sympathetic and that he is slightly human yeah you know what i mean it really just gives us stakes for the end and i think that's really interesting yeah i just thought it was just cool how he's so good and he he kind of cracks that's what's so great about it yeah like it it because they are very faceless yeah I, on purpose they're extremely neutral intentionally though and that's why they have the names uh you know smith yeah and uh, what are the other two i used to know all the ages yeah. names that should tell you something <laughs> about me but yeah um and then in the sequel, they go from like Smith, oh Smith Jones, mm-hmm. something else. And then in the sequel, then when they get they upgrade them, they're like Johnson Jackson. Sure, but it's just I just think it's so cool that he's kind of the personification of this AI program that's trying to enslave them. And right, it, it kind because of gives they can't it, it a character. They can't beat the Matrix. Yeah, but they can beat this guy. He's almost sure, yeah. you know what I mean. And so he well, has and, to... and the AI can't really portray itself to us exactly. or the other people yep. but they can kind of so and agent smith is like an, an avatar of that in mm-hmm. the perfect way so the oh, speech is so good and just his entire just beef with yeah you know, with humanity society, how he's so humanity. mad like basically he wants to die that's yeah. his whole thing is that he wants it to be over yeah that's true there's really probably no it's essentially a like a shakespearean soliloquy about how he's mad about his existence yeah because it's not like there's some other program they're going to put him in when they yep all the humans are dead he just wants to be done yeah it's fantastic or i guess when all the humans are successfully in the matrix yes yep so while well he so after he gives that and you know the sprinklers go on and stuff Mm -hmm. we get the scene on the rooftop Mm -hmm. where we get two like the we get the bullet time scene yes and we also get trinity saying dodge this and then shooting the guy uh, yeah. in the head, which is perfect that is such a great uh did they speed that up a little bit i think so and that is that they nailed that yeah like just the contrast yep and yeah so and it's like it's like she's pointing almost right in the lens and it's essentially it's like almost a, 90 it's shot like a ever. comedic special effect yeah honestly (laughs) it feels like a sam raimi shot it's almost like an a fisheye lens sure yeah it's incredible Mm -hmm. but yeah so we get that whole thing they come down on the helicopter she downloads the helicopter Mm -hmm. uh, pilot program into her brain and then like they go and that's the stuff that just makes you wonder you know and and that whole stunt where they're like hanging off the helicopter Uh like on just this big long rope Going yeah. through, I assumedly Sydney, Australia, you know, like, mm-hmm. but like, what a shot! Holy cow, it's so cool. I just love even little things like that of her just downloading how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. P.S. That's the stuff you forget about. Carrie Ann Moss is time. so awesome she in this movie. Yeah. I was never that big a fan of her. This time, I like kind of fell head over heels for her. <laughs> yeah. Wow, she's great. She, like, she nailed it. She's really the perfect person because uh-huh. she is just very cool mm-hmm. and then when she's in the real world she's a little softer yeah which i think is really interesting so mm-hmm. she really does sell the like that she loves this guy mm-hmm. even though they haven't known each other that long yeah i like it mm-hmm. it's good but uh yeah then they have you know all this awesome stuff uh the big helicopter crash mm-hmm. and the point where somehow morpheus realizes that neo is the one because he grabs a rope and swings it around his arm and like keeps trinity from <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what made him think that. I don't that. know. He's just moving fast, maybe? Probably just the whole move of purposefully jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah, and, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it works. Somehow yeah. it works. And they they get to a phone in uh-huh. the subway, and the other two make it out, but Neo's stuck in there. Yep. So he gets this big fight with Agent Smith, and he's like, you know, almost the one. He's just going so fast, doing so good, and he finally yep. escapes. And he gets to the room, which is actually, or the which is actually the hotel from the beginning of the movie as well. I don't know if you oh, saw interesting. that. Interesting. No, it's the exact same that. one that Trinity was calling initially. Mm-hmm. They they have one tiny shot of the sign. I noticed it this time. Sure. But Neo dies, and out out in the real world, they're getting attacked by the Sentinels. Mm-hmm. And then Trinity reveals that he's the you know he's the one. Then she's destined to love yeah. the one that she loves is the one. Yep. Which is 
would be corny if it wasn't also this the rest of this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, so it works yeah. and then he comes back to life and he's the one and it's awesome mm-hmm. he does that he stops the bullets which is one of the coolest moments ever mm-hmm. and destroys agent smith's programming entirely which is cool yep which is a little oh, yeah like he like dorkier. takes over his body yeah and then he does the great thing where he does like flex <laughs> and yeah. literally the reality of the world distorts around Bends his flex around him. it's fantastic <laughs> but yeah it's so awesome mm-hmm. and and then he gets out you know and then they and then the best part is after that like once they and then so he gets out so they can hit the emp and kill the robots out yeah. there in, in the real world and then after that one final scene and it's them it's the we get the trace again basically mm-hmm. from the beginning of the movie where the it's the matrix is like tracing the call that he's yeah. he's on and he's actually talking to the matrix i guess somebody yeah i feel like he was talking to a human maybe it was i thought it was more like threatening of like oh yeah you're not going to stop us type of thing oh uh, should be sure but the you know the trace errors out basically mm-hmm. and so we don't see what happens to anybody else mm-hmm. any of the rest of the cast we just see him suddenly, yeah, and he's in the Matrix, and he's he's on a phone call, and he can fly, and he hangs up the phone call, <laughs> and and Raging the Machine is playing, and suddenly he like flies into the air, like and Superman, awesome, because yeah, that was the thing is that he he's the one, yeah, and that's a perfect place to end the series, <laughs> and that's where they did, <laughs> and they didn't make any more, yeah. You mentioned the EMP and all that, yep. I was going to mention the the kind of real world yeah. stuff. Very tense. Great. Very tense. Love it. That I think they pulled that off really good. Oh, totally. It's very industrial. And then like it's a hovercraft. when the the well one the AI robots or whatever the Sentinels they looked awesome. Mm-hmm. They look like they look like squids. They hold up with like a million eyes. The CGI holds which is up really cool. And then them like tearing the ship apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very cool. Yeah, they're just like using these little like arc welder lasers mm-hmm. to like cut it open and then pull it up open with their claws yeah. it it was they, really impressive to balance between the two settings that's one of my favorite things is that all of the in the real world all of the machines look like animals and not people mm-hmm. it's so cool because all of the you know where the the humans are all grown in pods or whatever yeah. they're all like being sucked up by like these weird giant octopus floating creatures yeah yep. and all of the rest of the machines look like either little crabs mm-hmm. or like squids yeah it's great because it's like most robots that you see in different movies or universes are meant to look like people because people made them yeah and i think this made that very much seem hostile yeah and alien yep they that these don't want us to really these are basically them. mean bugs yeah it's very cool. I I think the Sentinels they are awesome. They don't like us. They did, they're not a fan. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So man, they're so cool. But well, this movie's so awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> I wish I knew more about oh, like fashion stuff or yeah, like totally that the style stuff that came out of the movie. Uh, we were talking about how well you referenced the the weird rave people who wear gas masks and stuff for sure they all clearly loved the matrix right oh yeah it's like their whole life probably Basically. i mean you know like anything hacker from that era was probably par for the course and this one was like the one it was super cool yeah because it had the color tones too well even the whole like, movie's like tinted even green like the in the matrix dar- the darkness of what they were into like mm-hmm. even like the hacker stuff right so yeah. you take this versus like obviously the movie hackers yeah they're punk but they're very like playful about it uh-huh yeah like it's very colorful yeah or like i don't know swordfish not related at all i sure, guess fashion sure, wise sure. that's not even meant to be cool he wears a suit all the time yeah but like i think the matrix probably codified that oh, a little bit of just like the i don't know i think it code i think it it codified it in the sense that it saw what was actually popular and it used all of it yeah. In a way that was meant to be very cool. I assume it was stuff that was popular in a fairly underground way. Exactly. And they, it, made it pulled it, it a, into the mainstream. And it made it a mainstream yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the wiki. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all, absolutely. The, rest, all the rest of the stuff. Also, let's just so, quick throw out there. The next two movies, don't care about oh, them. Oh, they're bad. Don't tell me about them. I saw them each once when they came out, and I thought they were bad even then, which is saying a lot. I didn't think many movies were bad when I was 18. I'm going to watch both of them again, and I will report back. Please do. I think I'm going to hate them. There yeah. are moments I think that are amazing. I'd Here's probably, the thing. I think I would like them more maybe this time oh, around. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually did read someone who was like, 
the reason that Rev- that Reloaded and Revolutions are so amazing mm-hmm. is that the Wachowskis didn't follow any of the same conventions that they did for the Matrix. Like mm-hmm. they were like, we're just gonna do whatever we want, and they yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Like, and they're wild, and there's so many things that people are still talking about and thinking about. Even sure. like the the weird albino dreadlock twins. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. That had to have had an effect on all those rave people. Oh, of course. So we can just say generally the other two, you know, they exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Some reason they have to depower Neo so he's not, you know, Superman. Yep. So Monica Bellucci's in there. That's cool. Yeah, that, that is great. <laughs> Admittedly awesome. But... Oh boy, that's like almost all I remember. It's just frustrating. There's a there's a they built a giant section of highway to make a highway chase scene. Oh and yeah, the highway chase scene is very. Eh, it's okay. Yeah. it's it's fine. <laughs> it's just like everything in that movie is just fine. Yeah. like it could be great and it's fine. And they have the the part with the architect where the architect describes that like, yeah, this has all happened before and it'll all happen again. Yep. And Which then the, is really great for undercutting the yeah, tension. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Who cares? Yeah, and then the and then revolutions is. The machines attack Zion. Yep. There's a big battle in the in the real world, and then essentially Neo. Oh, Agent Smith makes it out into the real world by downloading oh, yeah. into someone else's brain, which is actually the one cool thing about the revolutions. Mm-hmm. And then they fight a swarm of robots that make a weird fat face. No, right? Different than that. Neo gets blinded, uh-huh. but he can still somehow see all the machines in the real world. Oh, and they and they actually fly the they try and fly over it and they go up into the clouds and trinity gets to see the sun for the first time ever mm-hmm. and it's very beautiful and then she dies mm-hmm. and then neo has a big fight with agent smith who has taken over the matrix yeah and they put code into him that will destroy agent smith once and for all and mm-hmm. so event, supposedly he dies mm-hmm. it's blah 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 whatever there's peace between the humans and the machines they're making a fourth movie now yeah i I don't even know what to think about that. And Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves are coming back. I don't even know. Yeah. What, what is that going to mean? And one of the Wachowskis is directing it. Mm-hmm. I Who knows? Baffling. Yeah. Am I excited for it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is it going to be good? Probably not. No, probably not. But what if? What if it's good? Yeah. It's not going to be like The Matrix good, but what if it's like Cloud Atlas good? Uh, yeah. I mean, versus Jupiter sending bad. Jupiter sending bad, right? Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Truly, who knows? We have no idea. I can't imagine it'll be Cloud Atlas good because Cloud oh. Atlas is actually like based on a cohesive thing. Yeah, but they made it different. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing. Who who knows? Who knows? But the Matrix is perfect. Is Matrix what I want to say. And and the wiki gets into yeah. Like, let's talk about the wiki stuff. The Animatrix. Which the I Animatrix is that. cool. It I saw rules. that a long time ago, like in high school. They give a history of the world, kind of. Mm-hmm in animated form and it's really tremendous it shows like basically all humanity messed it up by by constantly persecuting the robots until the robots struck back yeah and that's why the world's all clouded over and everything Mm -hmm. basically it makes the machines sympathetic in a weird way yeah somewhat and then uh there's a bunch of other other shorts that are great that explore different stuff there's also some uh there was a comic that that was released only online that was also amazing hmm. it also had short stories in it and there's a short story by neil gaiman called goliath hmm. i will try and find it and link it yeah in the episode description or tweet it yeah but it is one of the best short stories i've read mm-hmm. it's so cool and it's set it, in the matrix it's set universe. in the matrix it's about a guy who's too tall mm-hmm. he's like just like seven feet tall basically mm-hmm. and his whole life is like a pain in the ass yeah and he always wanted to be a pilot but he never could and then a glitch in the matrix happens, like a very long extended one. Uh-huh. And an agent basically tells him, oh yeah, um, we sent out probes a long time ago and an alien responded. And now there's an alien out there that's flinging rocks at us and destroying parts of the matrix, like the parts of the real world. Yeah. So we think there's like half an hour until the next attack. And so we're going to run in things again. And so they send, I won't spoil it anymore than sure. that. It's cool. It it's is cool. really cool. And so... And then there was like the video game, which like extended it past the lives of the, mm-hmm. and they it which was weird. I they had a lot of ideas for it. Basically, yeah, there are pieces of um, there are people who want to go back to the Matrix. There are people who want to be free from the Matrix. Sure. There are all these like different factions. How much are the Wachowskis involved in all of these things? A little bit. Okay. Uh, a little bit i don't know how much they were like really involved yeah i think the video game they gave him some plot points for what would be cool sure like 
I won't get into all of it, but yeah, it, concepts. There, were, there were interesting things, but they weren't great things because a lot of them involved the Merovingian, which is Monica Bellucci's husband in the second <laughs> yeah, and third yeah. ones, who's just like this rebel program, which who cares? Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, um, long story short, this movie is perfect, and <laughs> I would watch it again right now. It's <laughs> yeah. probably, it's, it's definitely my top 10 movies of all time. Wow. Nice. Absolutely not even yeah. a question about it. Mm-hmm. It has been for probably the past fifteen years. The more yeah. I've thought about it, so I don't know. It's it's truly perfect. I don't think there's anything like it, and I don't think there ever will be another one like it again. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there won't be much like it in terms of coming out of nowhere and being unbelievably huge. Yeah, I like with can't that really think of cultural impact, and especially with that level of it being weird. Yeah, like something that odd. Think of how many things used bullet time or made fun of bullet time since yeah. then. Holy cow, there's so many of them. Yeah. It really just changed the game. And it being like a concept which should be considered unfilmable. Yeah. You know? And yet, amazing. And yet, they nailed it. And then go watch Dark City and realize that it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Dark City is basically the exact same story, but lame. It's boring. It's very boring. Honestly, when you first brought it up, I had a, t- a little twinge in my head of just like, oh yeah, I saw that. I wish I had more I could say about it There's other nothing. than that I saw it, but I don't even really remember. Jennifer Connelly is in it and she's very beautiful. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I don't remember who the guy was. I think it's the guy from Miller's Crossing. Is it that guy? I don't know. Yeah, right? See, who knows? Maybe. Who Maybe can it's that know? guy. But anyway. <laughs> boring movie. Yeah. Boring movie. Watch The Matrix instead. <laughs> Do you have anything else to... Any final thoughts? Hmm... We went to the movie in the theater with my girlfriend yep. and had not seen it before. Yes. And that was very interesting, I thought. She was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. And I could see even, even like, watching it and thinking of about that, even while it was playing, mm-hmm. of, like, the things would come up of, like, well, this isn't going to blow her mind because people have been doing this for 20 years now. Yeah, you totally. Know, like, little things like that. But also just how much of it is based on feeling very deeply that these things are cool yes <laughs> like that these guys with the combat boots and trench coats yeah, and sunglasses that's true e- it needs to feel cool yeah and like the music even oh man felt the propeller so cool heads when it so came awesome out. and i i can't imagine it does i was singing along same. to that rage against the machine song as we left the theater. yeah <laughs> so that's, <laughs> well, that's the other thing rage against the machine was also the coolest thing absolutely i still think they're great oh me too but like you know it's 20 years old yep so i don't know i think i always am very sympathetic to people who like something that i don't get the same way yeah for those kinds of reasons i mean my my thing is aliens like yeah. i like the movie aliens but i don't love aliens because that was the one that was influential for action movies in the yeah. same way i didn't see that until i had seen a ton of stuff that came yeah after first it. time i saw it i was like this is it yeah but now i, I watch again i'm like I, okay i could see where this yeah. this is the first one to do a lot of these things mm-hmm. that's cool yeah and i think just the i think the matrix kind of is the double whammy of that part and also just the aesthetic part of it. Like, yeah. Even like the... I just think a lot of it... That's why I wish well, I knew more about it's also, how much of that stuff has been adapted I think the one of the of first life. ones to really, really lean on the whole movie having like a green filter. Oh, yeah. You know I what I mean? It was, yeah. Like, they really... The whole... Anytime they were in the Matrix, there was a slight green or yellowish tinge mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of the first ones to really lean on that so heavily. Yeah. In such an obvious way. Yeah. And I think that really, really changed things for movies from then on. Yeah. Big mood. Mm-hmm. Big, big mood. <laughs> Matrix, big mood. Yeah. But I could see that being definitely the kind of thing, too, that once it gets done a thousand times, it could, it even if your mind doesn't, like, consciously grasp onto it either way, mm-hmm. like, we probably see it and, like, ah, oh, that's cool, even if we're not consciously oh, thinking absolutely. about it. But I could totally see someone their brain kind of catching it a little like, oh, that's kind of hacky, yeah. you know, or like cliched or whatever. So I hope we have a cousin who is 19 yeah. oh, or yeah. going to be 19 soon. <laughs> I hope he sees it and likes it. Oh yeah, me too. He's like the, my prime person. I know he loves movies that are cool, <laughs> yeah. like from the nineties and stuff too. Yeah. You know, from any era he yep, likes yep, them, but yep. I hope he thinks it's cool. I don't think it's ever going to come across like hackers. The movie. No, 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 no. You know, we're like, those people just seem ludicrous, like yeah. laughable. Yep. And I don't think the, you know, any of this will ever seem laughable because i think they do make a very conscious effort to try and make it 
not have a lot of signifiers of stuff from the 90s yeah like obviously there is stuff like the the cell phone that has like the slide out thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but generally i think they try and avoid a lot of that on purpose yeah they do say it's 1999 but they don't have a lot of like people using 90s slang in Mm -hmm, the same way mm -hmm. other than the rave scene kind of thing which yeah that does seem a little dated you know what it's coming back i think raves raves are coming back oh yeah perfect (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining uh like 10 years from now people wearing like really long leather trench coats again oh boy just bringing them back dusters baby they're here (laughs) again sunglasses without the frames on the side (laughs) hints